Hey, what's up everyone out there? Welcome to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get this podcast kicked off, I want to say thank you so much to our podcast sponsor, Nick Wax. If you guys haven't checked out Nick Wax, it's basically a, it's a liquid that allows you to wash and take care of your Gore-Tex in a better way. We're going to drop some links down below so you guys can check that out. But thank you to Nick Wax for sponsoring this podcast. And today what we're doing is we got a special guest in the studio. And it's actually another one of our partners that we've been working with for a couple years now. And it just turns out that the guy who actually like set up the original like kind of connection with the company is sitting with us in the studio right now. You want to introduce yourself, dude? How's it going? I'm Jake. Jake. So Jake this is Jake with Kong Coolers. And uh, yeah, he's one of our new partners. Or not new. It's been like two years now I think we've been working with you yeah. guys. But all you addicts, if you're, if you're not new to the channel and you've been following along, you kind of know that we love Kong Coolers. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today and talk about why we chose them as a company to work with and just some of the things we love about them and all that kind of jazz. But before we do, we're going to talk some addicted updates. What have you been, uh, what's been happening, dude? We just got back from a trip. What happened? Fill some people in. We were on an exploratory Lewis and Clark trip, yep. Southern Oregon to the homeland. And uh, it went really well. My goodness, we caught a fish in every river we fished. We did. And that's not easy to say when you're on the road. We didn't. We had some local knowledge. We had some help along the way with put-ins and stuff. But you know, we definitely weren't on any guided trips. And um, I was proud of us. It was a team effort. I think there was six or seven of us, and we all went down and had an awesome bash in Southern Oregon. That was really exciting to uh, get to see the presence. And I don't think we were. I don't think we were at one boat ramp where we didn't. You know, meet some kind of supportive person or no. somebody that was excited to say hi, or you know, it was, it was very eye-opening to get down there finally. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the world, Southern Oregon. It's yeah. it's really cool, and and to go down there and see the presence and and get to meet all the people and had a really successful bash. There's probably close to 200 people there. And, um, well, a huge shout out too to all those people that came yeah, and hung, came so and hang out guys. with us at the bash. It was an amazing time. We actually gave away a Kong at the bash. Nice. Every every bash. Yeah, There's almost. You guys have person. been super supportive and giving us a Kong to give away at almost every single one of our events. So Keeping it cool. It's been cool. It's been cool. So talk a little bit about Kong. Let's just dive right into it. Like, tell us kind of like the vision behind it, why it was started originally. Do you can you give me just a little bit of the backstory on Kong? Oh man, so we. Uh, we've been making insulated boxes for a very long time and we started out in the commercial industry um, and primarily we're a custom molder so we make all kinds of stuff for other people um, some of those may or may not be coolers and I can't say what brands those are yeah. but we've been doing this a long time and we're good at it and uh, but you know along along the way we've helped a lot of people with those designs um, and we, we really had a lot of our own design ideas that we wanted to put forth to try to really put the best cooler we could out there. Yeah. And so that's, that's really what the, where the inspiration came from. And then, you know, at the time too, I, uh, one of the, one of the people that work at Elkhart Plastics was like, man, I really think we can do this. I know it's a popular market. I know there's a lot of people jumping into it, but you know, it's, we're not, uh, a lot of people in the industry are really just buying something off the shelf out of China and we excuse me or you know whatever country <laughs> Racist. And, <laughs> you know but the, but the point is is we wanted to do something here locally yeah. and we wanted to do something uh, you know that we made ourselves yeah and so that was that was a lot of the inspiration behind well it. that was a huge you know that was a huge drawing point for us too because originally when we started working with you everything was getting made literally right in our backyard right here in Richfield and you since have moved that over to like Ohio or something now? Atlantic. That's kind of an interesting story. Yeah, so talk so, about that a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I, can't, I won't say who, but a major, major cooler company on the high end cooler side 
um, was doing most of their manufacturing out of that facility and they had decided to move it all overseas and so we saw that as an opportunity to uh, look look at you know here's this company that just lost all their business to an overseas market space and now we can and these guys know how to make coolers right so it was a good opportunity to, to get people employed and move our business to a place that had just lost it to yeah to an overseas company well cool that's super cool and keep it right yeah. here in the usa right yeah that's amazing in the working states in the like working Ohio. states before we get too deep into this podcast the people over at con coolers have offered to give you addicts out there a special 15 percent discount so this is a 15 percent discount on anything on the con coolers website so it's concoolers.com correct correct concoolers.com i'm going to drop links down below i'll have the code down below but the code is adx15 a is an apple d is in dan x is an x-ray 15 we're going to drop the code down below but make sure i know a lot of you addicts have talked about getting a, wanting to get a kong this is a great time to do it get yourself 15 percent off we'll have the link down below if you guys want to take advantage of that so i wanted to get that in there before we got too deep into this into this podcast but so we had the opportunity, basically, Jake had actually reached out to us just as a mutual kind of friend in the fishing industry here in the Northwest. He had been a salmon fisherman, kind of seen what we had done as addicts. And so we went in and talked to him and got a chance to tour the factory. And basically what happened from that point on was, I think we were sold. Like once you started kind of like just going through the process and talking about the coolers and talking about what made them different, at that point I was like, dude, this is a no-brainer. Because at the time we... We're in kind of a transition period where we had been working with one cooler company, but we were kind of out looking to potentially form a new partnership with someone else. So that's kind of where we were at with Addicted. Because as you guys know, we, we like to partner with a lot of companies and we like to partner with the ones of products that we love and mm -hmm. ones that we want to use and ones that we can stand by. So talk a little bit about the Kong. Because one thing that I, I like to tell people is the thing, in my opinion, the thing's literally over-engineered. It's it's engineered so well that it's like you guys have like literally taken it to a new level of engineering. Pretty heavy I, duty. Yeah, <laughs> it's re, it's a bit ridiculous. It's yeah, mad overkill, but we love it, you know. But yeah, and uh, just to you know digress real a little bit, it was really cool to have you guys come out. Not everyone does that, where you guys actually came out, met the workers, you saw the actual operation. You know that was that was pretty cool. So. Yeah, it, it was a good experience for me. I still tell people about it to this day. Yeah, so. um, but I mean, we wanted to build it tough. I mean, that was that was you know our our brand logic from day one is um, you know is is make it Kong strong. So I mean yeah. that was definitely what we were Catchy. thinking. Yeah, we we just too you know we just went up against you know twenty or some uh, odd brands on a competition and and we won that in terms of like ice retention and features so mm -hmm. that was pretty cool yeah. that was sweet I saw that video yeah yeah well it was neat to see the product you know at first when we first got our hands on it the the trays on the side because I always you know a lot of times I'll serve lunch on my fishing trips and a lot of guys do and a lot of people you know obviously take the cooler and especially the smaller models not the big like fish box or like the multi-day coolers but they take it to eat out of you know they're either using the lid for for some sort of serving tray or you know they're not usually bringing a table out on the, on the water so they have those little additions are something that you know something that most you know no common consumer isn't going to think about but once you see her like oh come on and what he's talking about addicts if you guys are not familiar with it basically what you guys have done is you've designed kind of like an accessory system that goes onto the side of the cooler correct 
Well, yeah, one of our strategies, you know, on the design side was uh, a lot of multi-functionality. So the divider comes out, it's also a shelf, it's also a cutting board, and it's also a side table. And then we also have a cutting board that goes in the top that comes out that also mounts on the side. As opposed to having to buy a side table that doesn't really, you know, everything stores back in the cooler. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the idea, but it was really a lot of small things. And like you said, I like to fish. I'm, you know, I'm a salmon fisherman myself. And, uh, and I do a lot of trips with the family and that kind of stuff. So there was these annoyances that I had with, with coolers. And, uh, you know, when you, when you get into design, a lot of times you're not supposed to use yourself as the user or whatever. But in this case, you know, I had a lot of things, you know, and one of the things was you pull everything out and you, and it's like, where are you going to make your sandwich? You put it all on top, and then you're like, oh, man, I forgot the mayo. And you don't need that much space, and, and but you like need enough. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you got everything on top. You need one more thing. Everything's got to come off, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's like you really need this side space. Yeah. yeah. No, it was killer. When I first saw that, I was like, now that's a really good idea. And we can't show you podcast listeners out there how it works, but basically what happens is, is there's like a metal, what would you call it, a metal bracket, a... It's called the kicker. The kicker. It's like a kickstand. Okay, so it's like a metal kickstand, and basically the kickstand folds up into the handle, and then the table sits on top of the handle. And talk a little bit about the handles, because that's another thing that really, like, to me was like, man, these things are sturdy, well-made. You can tell they're not going to break. Yeah, again, you know, it's just part of our design philosophy. The, you know, the... Yeah, I don't want to like. I don't. I'm not trying to diss any other designers or anything. But to have this really nice high piece of equipment, and then you've you've put rope handles on it, just right. You right, know, right. rope strong. It's good stuff, but it it's you know it rope. doesn't carry. It's still <laughs> rope. You still put a piece of rope on a really nice piece of equipment, and it's you know, and and it swings when you carry it. It's not real rigid. That's what I hate about it is yeah. the swinging of it. I yeah. don't. I hate that. It doesn't stay over the center of gravity. You have to pull it towards yourself and do some kind of weird like balancing off of your gut or whatever mm -hmm. you know so that was the idea is just just to make and all these all these high-end coolers are heavy they yeah. all are yeah and so to make you know make that that experience as ergonomic as possible was the idea so then you're also your front latches is the other thing that i really really loved because i felt like it actually like closed the cooler yeah and then they're one hand operational so you can just literally pull them open and they just they pop open yeah so it's that's just another. It's a it's a weird thing that you wouldn't think was that big a deal, but it, once you start kind of using the cooler, you realize how much better it really is than some of the ones I've used in the past. Yeah, a lot of thought went into the latches. So there's some you know there's some subtle things. The latch itself it falls down um, and is part of the base instead of being part of the lid. So when you go to close the cooler, it's not getting caught under the cooler. It's not pinching some handle device that's on top. So, you know, there was just little thoughts like that. We wanted it to cam down and have some real positive action. We've actually uh, done some redesign work on that recently, too. It's even a, a little bit better now. So if you want a new cam, you know, a new kit, you can get one on our website. But, yeah, there was a lot of thought that went into latches, just the feel, the touch of them, everything. We, we really tried to consider it all. And you can trust me, addicts, you can tell when you, when you freaking see these things for sure. I mean, I got to say, you know, not all coolers are created equal. And... In a positive light, I've definitely had these con coolers ruin our lunch a few times. Well, it like that? refreezes lunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they do work darn good. They work know? good to where you like put something in there and you think it's going to like defrost throughout the day and then you get it open and you're like, oh. Or you put it in there with something frozen and it actually froze. What yeah. was it frozen? Yeah. Right. yeah. 
No, very, very insulated and very high, high durability. Herring's a little hard in mid-afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another, so the one huge thing was when we, you were giving us the tour, you were talking about the plastic that you use. And the talk, you were talking about like how it's non-porous. Can you t- kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, a couple of things. We, we really optimize our molding process to make sure that there's no porosity in the cooler. So, um, and it's... It takes us a little longer to cook them, so it's not as "quote unquote" efficient. And some of the ones you'll see on the market, they're going to cook them. They're going to they're going to make their coolers faster, right? Because it's more cost effective. Because what that does is it leaves these little little micro porosities in the plastic, and over time, you see those show up as like little bits of dirt or whatever. But it, it harbors bacteria and everything else. So we really do take the extra time to get our coolers you know, absolutely porosity free. And then we also use a higher end material that um, actually improves lamination to the foam so you don't have delamination issues over long periods of life. These are some of the reasons that we give them, you know, a lifetime warranty. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing I've noticed that I am absolutely, I gotta be one of the worst with coolers that I know. And there's been many times that I forgot baits of eggs and herring <laughs> and stuff in these coolers. And it was, you know, Marlon smelt it. He couldn't. I mean, like, dude, do not open that cooler again. And, I almost barfed and, multiple times. Yeah, it was always on accident. You know, I was like, oh god, I forgot those in there four days ago. Um, and it's one of the only coolers I've been able to spray down with bleach, clean, and it's it doesn't it doesn't hold that stink. It doesn't. And I'm, I'd imagine the way it's made is a lot that has to do with that. It doesn't hold those that bacteria and hold that smell. It's easy to clean and re disinfect and get you know eliminate any sort of after effect from forgetting something in your co- sandwich i mean anything really. yeah i'm totally guilty <laughs> like how old is that hair like, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah so yeah. what are the sizes that they come in uh 25 they kind of go by oh man you're gonna bust me here uh we have a 25 a 50 a 70 and a 110 and some of these were actually based around fishing. So, like the 70, when we were designing it, again, we're trying to think of everything. We actually, you know, the 70 was kind of geared around a silver, like in a coho salmon. Yeah. A, a Columbia. Meaning it'll fit a, co- a, a full whole coho salmon in your cooler without folding the thing over. Right. Without yeah. bent stiff tails or whatever. And, you know, maybe not on the Kenai, but down here, it's it's about <laughs> that right. Yeah. Side. Maybe not on a river where you get giant silvers. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, and, and the 110's kind of geared the same way towards the Chinook. So. Towards the Chinook salmon. That's really cool that you thought of that. That's that's just a cool thing. All right, Addict. So I wanted to just bring Jake in here and talk con coolers. I think that's one of the things we're going to try to continue to do with our podcast and our live feeds is just let you guys in and meet some of our partners, some of these product partners that are helping us continue to basically chase our dream of doing this addicted thing, but also helping all you addicts by making a cool product that we're using on a regular well, basis. Well, it's great to, instead of us just bragging about it all the time trying to sell it. To get in, you know, the real grassroots end of why we like it, why we use it. Exactly. What it actually does, the efficiencies of the products and everything else. Exactly. Well, I think we're going to finish out the last 10 minutes of this talking a little fishing for sure. Uh Have you been fishing? Every day. I took the day off. I washed my truck. I got my hair cut. I slept till 11 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Just a, you just needed oh, a break God, day. Dude. I, I woke up and I had a headache. Even I'm like, oh, I slept so hard. It's just, yeah, it's been a it's been a long stretch since the sportsman show since February. Um, we've been catching fish every day. So, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's really that's really good. What about you, Jake? You been fishing at all? No, I mean we talked about this a bit. I've got a I've got two gigs going right now. So, 
I'm I'm gonna be buried in those two gigs for till about hard. August till about you know till about fall Chinook season, and then I'm going fishing. Like that's gonna be one of the early things I do. But any free time I get right now, it's like trying to see the kids or trying to see the wife. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I've been doing, I've been getting out a lot. I mean, obviously the Southern Oregon trip was freaking amazing. I mean, I I definitely caught a lot of fish. He definitely caught the most fish. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely caught a lot. I've of missed fish. one. Next thing you know, oh, right behind me. Oh shoot. Okay, he's got it. Never he's mind. got it. Never I guess mind. I won't cast again. <laughs> Well, a lot of these holes, too. Like, he needed it, though. Marlon needed it. Because cool, I don't no, think we fished together in a while, and no. I did not fish you. So no, that's it was, a fact. It was due time. It was due time. <laughs> and it was crazy, because a lot of these holes down in Southern Oregon, it was small water. We were we were mm-hmm. dealing with very low, clear conditions. So it Super was like, froggy. The, the spots that you and I saw fishing on that trip was very... I, I mean, we see them in water like that every now and again around home, but it was eye-opening. Like, every spot, we're like... Man, this sucks. Holy crap, look at all those fish. You know, like it was weird, Jake. So we would like roll into the holes, and you know, you would see it was low, like super low. So you could be like, oh man, the steel is gonna be right there. And you'd think he'd be like just right center bucket in the riffle in the deepest part. No. I mean we would pound it, fish it, fish it, and then row through the hole, and then all of a sudden we get to the tail out that's like three feet deep, and there'd be thirty of them sitting there. In like water that wasn't even moving. There's, it there's was no crazy. way we could have fished it or watched our butt, or watched our float go that slow. I have a hard time watching my float go that slow through yeah. the water. So, so it was tough. It was tough to figure it out, but it was cool to learn a new fishery, see a bunch of new rivers, and obviously meet a bunch of you addicts down there for that bash. So it was a good time. Yeah, the rivers that we got to fish, I cannot wait to go spend some more time on. When there's water. It's, yeah, it was just it was almost beneficial for us to get to see it in that extreme low. That's one of my favorite ways to learn a river. Is that an extreme low? You get to know the snags, you get to know the buckets, you get to see the the good part of the river, um, and kind of you know receive it all and actually see what the dynamic of that bottom of the river and where's sand and where's gravel and where's completely a waste of time to fish. Exactly. Um, and so hopefully you know within the next two year or two we get to go back down there when we get some ideal water conditions. I'm go this year. God, it was so sexy. A lot of it. That's was from, freaking awesome that you guys. Pulled in fish too. We did. We I mean, caught we, one, at least one fish on every yeah. river we fish, and that you couldn't ask. Can't for. ask for any more. No, no, I, mean, I go cool. somewhere new, and it's a day or two mm-hmm. trying to figure out stuff. Right. You know? Stuff, and you know what's funny about you saying that is Jordan was saying the whole time we would get done. He's like, dude, we like have to fish this tomorrow because now we learned it. We like know it. We know where the fish are sitting. Right. You know, but we were on this like kick where we wanted to like try to hit as many rivers as we can just to learn them. Yeah. Um, so we never actually fished a river twice. We talked about it on the last day, and I'm glad we didn't because we what we ended up doing was killer. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out great. Yeah, it worked out yeah. really good. Um, little, get out of here. So I want to talk. Little's joining our podcast right now. The, 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 the famous dog, Little. Famous dog. Little. All right, addicts. Well, <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in with us for this podcast. Thank you so much. Do not forget, like I said, ADX15. We'll have the. We'll have the link down below as well as the code down below. Head over to Con Coolers, show some support, grab yourself a cooler for the upcoming summer season while it's on discounted rates. And thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for coming in, Jake. Thank yeah. you, Jake. Good to meet you, my friend. We'll see you guys on the river.